So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reet and Entertainment Podcast, episode 129 for December 17th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reet Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk Besh. I'm still trying to find out what video game to play. While we, while we podcast. Specifically while we podcast, yes. Yes, exactly. Something that won't make a ton of noise, please. That's my, uh, that's my one suggestion. I mean, I mean, if, as long as like you can't hear this, we're good. You can't hear yeah, it, right? No, not at all. I can't hear you tapping on your keyboard furiously. Good, good. I'm gonna keep on finding the game to start. Then you go ahead and start the podcast. Okay, but but here's a question. So you're finding finding out which game you want to play. But do you what want games... me to tell you what games I've been playing? Exactly. Why well, I, I would love. In fact, I think I just found the game that I'm gonna play during the podcast, which is Fallout 4 VR. Doesn't that sound like a gay old time? Having me literally walking around my room, swinging controllers, That's... knocking over every bourbon bottle I have hanging around over here. That sounds amazing. Yes, do yeah, that. Let's let's not do that. Uh, actually, while we're talking about it, I can't really get it to work for me. I've been doing a whole lot of troubleshooting. The closest I can get to making it playable is by turning off anti-aliasing, but. It's it's got some work. I don't think this was really ready for commercial release but, yet. But what's wrong with your because com- we this is two VR games that you have had a problem playing. Yeah, Fallout Four VR has been giving me all sorts of issues, and then the Payday Two beta, uh, the uh, VR beta, the Open VR beta specifically, I can't get it to launch for me, and it, it crashes my entire VR setup whenever it tries to boot. That is really weird. So so Fallout launches. It launches. Uh, it's very jittery. I'm having issues where my controllers duplicate and then sometimes just stop. Like they, I could still move them around, but they lose all of their in-game decal. They just become, you know, Vive uh, controllers. Oh, okay. And so you're you're having problem playing both of those VR games. What other games have you played? I've been playing the Star Trek game, which is fine for me. It's all right. Uh, tabletop, stim- I, I like it. Tabletop Simulator, which runs fine for me, uh, you know, as long as there's not a million actors on the map at the same time. Uh, Super Hot VR runs fine for me. That game is amazing. Very fun game. Uh, there's one that I'm missing that I'm also a big fan of. Uh, uh, Arizona Sunshine. There you go. Also runs just fine. Yeah, good. So it's just those two games. I haven't. I have yet to try the Payday VR yet. So far, stuff. Well, m- clearly you should start it and then have the exact same issues as I'm having, and then fix those issues, and then tell me how you fixed them so I could fix those issues. But I, what I do think, you think I am? You think I am a, a tech guy? Like professionally? Oh right, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, okay, I will maybe attempt that. You know what I've been playing this week. Uh, you've been playing overtime at work? Uh, no, not this week. That was last week. Uh, the, the previous week I had done, what was it? 80, I'm sorry, 67 hours of work. So that was quite a bit. That was fun. Yeah, I, uh, not to one up your story, but I got to log 80 this week. Ooh, ooh, why? Uh, because work is sending me to Germany and they want me to have money. I, I asked for money before that trip since i don't have like an expense account or anything and they're like yeah we'll just give you a shit ton of hours you could work it it's the end of the year right so i've been running around like a chicken with its head cut off in the office 
Well, at least you get time and a half, right? I actually am not sure about that. I'm going to find out when I get my paycheck where I'm either going to be like, gosh darn it the heck, I did not work enough to be that exhausted, or my eyes are going to pop out of their sockets as I look at the dragon horde that I start to build up. Yeah, so <sighs> working 67 hours, the problem was I worked 67 hours in one week, and then I had another 40-hour week that I had to go to, so it was uh, quite a bit of work that I was doing, and uh, thankfully, we are all moved into the building and everything is working. There's a bunch of minor details that I have to go over, but the good news is that after this week of work, from the 18th through whenever, Friday, after that, I get a full week off of work, so I get 10 days off. Wow, I don't even get that. Yeah, so they give me... Really, they give they're giving me uh what ten days off of work, and then hopefully I'll be paid for that. Hopefully, yeah. I'm not sure about that. They said usually they pay the contractors too for that week of work. Just put in eighty, or I'm sorry, forty hours. I was actually just going to ask if you were a contractor. I wasn't sure if it was a touchy subject for you or not. No, Uh, what I I I wanted to actually ask is how does your overtime work with being a contractor? It's time and a half. My coworkers who are in the same position as I am, but are salaried, they don't get they don't get nothing. Anything Which, you over know, makes sense. Anything over, I believe in Oregon they have to follow the Oregon law, so it's anything over forty hours a week or ten hours a day is is overtime. Neat. Yeah. Hey, I hope. Have you gotten that paycheck yet? Do you know what you're going to sink it on? Uh, that's going to be on Wednesday. I'll get my paycheck. Gonna, gonna buy yourself a guillotine. I'm gonna uh, buy we myself. Just like to, we would just like to say once more that the, uh, the Read and Entertainment Podcast totally endorses violence against, you know, political opposition. No, no, no. Capitalist. Bad. You stop that. You stop it. Bad. Nathan specifically. Bad. So, uh, I did so let's play, get on with the podcast. I, I did play some Binding of Isaac, um, and I got in, I can't say much because I'm under NDA, but I did play some Sea of Thieves. Ooh, uh, I, I am I, also in the alpha for that, are, although I think they're on beta now. We should we should try to do that sometime. Are, are you on the computer one? Because I got into the Xbox one. I'm on the computer one. A uh, buddy that I played D&D with in person is on the Xbox one. I guess when you try to play it together, it's not like a join a friend mode. It's like a here you're in the world somewhere. Have that at mode. Oh, well, that's cool. So uh, we know, definitely... if we want to really try this, we'll have to set sail and find each other. Okay, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Also, uh, sailing a ship by yourself sucks dick. I bet. I am willing to bet that is totally the case. Because uh, if if like say say you and I were sailing together, then. I could like have you. I could be be you know sailing the ship and have you down looking at the map and be like, "Hey, you need to go north more, or you need to go northeast." Uh, and instead, what I have to do right now is I have to be sailing the ship. I have to let down the or I have to let down the mast. I have to you know take down, bring up the anchor, and then I have to go down, make sure I I'm, I'm going the right direction on the map. Go back up. You know, make myself go north and then go back down and make sure I'm still sailing the right direction. It's a it's a really big pain sailing a ship by yourself. Who would have guessed? Uh, me. I could have guessed that. You oh, know, a smart okay. person. Oh, okay. 
Who would have speaking, figured it would be this complicated? Speaking of complicated, I actually wanted to mention another game that I started playing, which is Enter the Gungeon. Uh, came out on I, Switch. I don't like that game. I, see, I actually don't normally like these style of games. Like, uh, maybe Undertale is a specific example for that, but uh, I, I just I don't really have the, the finesse for it, I guess. But I'm really enjoying this. Undertale has is not even near the type of uh, game I, that Enter the I, Dungeon I'm, is. I'm just talking about, like, shmup dodging. Oh, okay. I got you. I like, got like you. That's, that specifically... Is not I love roguelikes, but shmup material like that not usually my bag. I'm not that good at it. Yeah, I I don't like do you, Enter the Gungeon very much. Uh, do you not like it because it's a roguelike? No, no, I like roguelikes. I don't know. It just so I think it's because somebody was like, "Hey, if you like Binding of Isaac, play this game," and it's not. It's, it's not, not as quite much, Binding of Isaac. No, yeah, it's not as good as Binding of Isaac. So I was like, "Why would I want to continue playing this when I could play Binding of Isaac, which is better?" I, but, I, I like both games. Yeah. I uh, the the bad news is I had to bring my Joy Cons in for servicing. One of the pads broke off and the other one was damaged. Yeah. So until I get that back, my Switch is basically an at home only console, which just feels really wrong. So not wrong, but I miss having it in the train ride in the morning at least. And Enter the Gungeon seems like it'll be a really good mobile game. So when are you going to have sex with German girls? Hopefully that'll be from the eighth. To the second of just, February, just the eighth to the second, the eighth of January. Where are you going? No, the eighth of December. I'm going back in time. Oh, okay. Ask. So, uh, when? I'm sorry. Where are you going? Frankfurt. Oh, cool, cool. Well, you have fun with that. I have a friend in Germany, but you'll probably never meet her. Uh, uh, actually, coworkers are trying to hook me up with people just so I could like party. I, I've expressed a lot of interest in going to the beer gardens. Um. Yes. Well, one of my friends who lived in America is now over there, and she's going to, or she just finished up school. Um, and I won't introduce you. Maybe you should. Maybe she, maybe there's a pool in the hotel, and she's, we could just so you know. A, she is very attractive. B, she's already taken. Not by me, uh, but by somebody else who who's I mean, over there. Some German guy. It's 2017, man. I'm open-minded. That's true. I I would be open-minded too. She is again very attractive. Anyway, we will. Man, move we on. really shouldn't talk about people like that. A lot of people get in trouble for making comments like this lately. Oh yeah, that's true. Shit, shit. Um, watch your language too. We oh. just talked about. Yes, yes, I know, I know. I should watch my language. I shouldn't curse. Let's move on and talk about some stories. Let us talk about Crytek. Um, and, and Cloud Imperium, who are the people making Star Citizen. So, Star Citizen, uh, Connor's favorite game. Totally. They're getting sued by Crytek, because oh, no. apparently, and I, I haven't read through the entire document, but the, the gist of the story is basically, Crytek is suing Cloud Imperium for using CryEngine without a license? And, I mean, we were talking about this before the podcast. CryEngine is actually free to use. So you can you can just download it and use CryEngine and create a game in it. There are some caveats that after you sell, you know, X amount of copies, then or like X amount of copies of your game, then you have to pay a percentage of the earnings to 
Crytek, I believe, but I think that's why is because Cloud Imperium has already sold a ton of copies and made a ton of money off of Star Citizen that Crytek is like, hey, you need to pay us money because originally Star Citizen was based off the Cry Engine. It would surprise me if that if Cloud Imperium took looked at that oversight and didn't give Crytek any money. So most likely Crytek is looking at this and saying they didn't give them enough money. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, that's that's still early uh, early access, correct? Right. It is. It is in early access right now. Still, it has. That probably released. has something to do with the whole case being there. Maybe like the license doesn't apply until the product's released or there's some misunderstanding there. I'll be honest. I, I looked at the link and it was a little bit bland. I didn't yeah, really reading, find out specifically what I was looking for. Reading through some of these Reddit comments, I see that um, somebody says uh, they broke contract by changing engines. So they had changed recently to the Yumber, Yumber, Lumber Yard engine, which is a modified version of CryEngine that's being used by Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so because it's a modified version of CryEngine, the transition was really easy for Cloud Imperium to take. And that might have been why that why they're getting sued is because they broke the contract by changing engines. That also sounds like it. Yeah. So we will figure it out uh, eventually. And most likely, honestly, I don't see this going very far. Um, they might, Cloud Imperium might have to pay some nominal fee to Crytek, but I, I do not see this affecting Star Citizen at all. Some people are saying, oh, this is like too human. And do you know what happened with too human, Connor? I do not. Uh, didn't it fail? It failed, but not for the reasons that you would think. They used an unlicensed copy of Unreal. Those monsters. So when they released the game, Unreal, the people who made it were like, wait a minute, um, why are we not getting royalties for this game? And so they sued the the two-human company and basically got it so that none of the <coughs> copies of two-human could be sold. Also, the game wasn't very good, but that's not... I, I kind of remember the case for that one being... Uh... Kind of edgy, like a man glowing blue, like he's uh, a mage in Fable or something like that. Uh, anyways, what I'm looking at in that same Reddit source is it looks like one of the main differences is that CryEngine is on GitHub. is not necessarily open source software, but source available software. So it's, it, it's source available, literally available. But you don't necessarily have a right to freely use or study or modify or distribute it. Yeah, but I'd say I read that too, but... There was also, if you read down on that, there's a little bit where they say um, you can't talk about how you're modifying and changing the code. Because you can change the code, but they have their weekly updates. Mm -hmm. and so are they, they not allowed to, like, it, does that violate NDA if they acknowledge what they modified on it like that? Yeah, I think that might be part of it, too, is... is uh, and of course, all this is speculation, but it could be that they modified the code and spoke about it in video, and that's 
part of why they're getting sued. So there could be multiple reasons as to why they're getting sued. I am not reading through how many PDFs we got. One, two, <laughs> it's like twenty something. Three, four. Yeah, there's like, let me see. It's a uh, fifteen, sixteen. There's sixteen there different PDFs. It says, uh, and, and each and one so, of these is like strictly an illegal kind of jargon. It's, yeah, it's intimidating to look this, at. This one is written. It, the title is "Application of Non-Resident Attorney Kurt Wim Her Hemmer to Appear Pro Hack Vice on Behalf of Plaintiff Crytek Gimb Gimb H." Uh, that's uh, German. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I are they uh not not CryEngine, but the guys making Star Citizen, Cloud Imperium. Are they a a German company? No, I don't think so. It's uh I think the guy is from Europe, but he's not German. It's a uh, ah, I can't remember his name right now. Uh but yeah, and it's like filed by Crytek Gim H uh mini CK Devin like just crazy. This one the the, the number 13 and the link below it's like a full paragraph for the title. Uh, you must either have your local counsel file an application, blah, like, it's just huge, and I'm not going to read through all of that. So we will uh, update you as the story plays out throughout the coming months and probably totally, years. Totally. Probably and years. The real plan is is we're going to try to get, you know, the CEO of Amazon or, you know, whoever it is who owns Crytek or maybe even Cloud Imperium. We'll get them on the podcast next week, and we'll make sure to do an in-depth interview and follow up with the situation. I'm sure they're totally ready to talk to Next are, week, are we, the, are we press? Next, are we technically press? We are technically press. Yes. Oh, hey, look at that. Yes, I'm sure next week, the Christmas week, they would love to stop. Yes, what they're the doing. 24th <laughs> of December. Yeah, no, nothing else is going on that night. Nothing, right? nothing at all. Let's move e- except on. Except here on the Written Entertainment Podcast, where I'm sure we will both be. Uh, we don't. We don't celebrate Christmas. We are. Um, we're. We celebrate Hanukkah. Oh, I'm Buddhist, so. Oh, okay. So you celebrate. Kwanzaa? I don't. I don't know I what don't Kwanzaa celebrate. is. Uh, Kwanzaa is, it was like, all right, this is going to be really bad for our probably gentrified audience already, but I'm pretty sure Kwanzaa was like 1961 or 1969 or something like that. And the idea was it was a spiritual holiday to unite like black families. Oh, okay. And may- maybe I'm like super wrong, but that I could thought be. it was all about if you know what If you know what Kwanzaa is, please write it in the comments <laughs> below and educate us poor, uneducated white folk. Could we, uh, could we name the podcast What the Hell is a Kwanzaa? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So let's move on. We're going to talk about some uh, controversial things, apparently. I guess it was controversial. Patreon. Patreon was trying to implement a new system. Uh, and did you know about that? Did you know what it was? Yes, specifically because we talked about it before the podcast. <laughs> I also so, have some people who are, you know, Patreon mostly for their living. Uh, and uh, I got yeah. to hear a little bit on their side about the complaints about what was going on. But right. I'm one of those jerks who doesn't actually see Patreon as a reliable source of primary income. It really is. So I might have a little bit of bias. So, uh, Patreon last week announced, I'm just reading through the article, announced a controversial change to its service fee. Scheduled to go live on December 18th, which would have been tomorrow, the revamp structure would have resulted in creators taking home a larger portion of each donation, a flat 95%, albeit at the expense of backers. 
So right now they're not taking a, uh, home a flat 95%. I think they're getting less. I, I want to say they get like three-fourths or more. And so they get like 75 cents out of every dollar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Under the proposed plan, Patreon would have had would have withheld 2.9% of over every donation on top of a 35 cent per pledge fee so what it is is it would have been fine like if i made a hundred dollar donation there's 35 cents that would have been taken away for whatever donation I <coughs> and then there's a 2.9 percent fee that would have been given to patreon and then 95 95 dollars would go to the creators but the problem is some creators rely heavily, like uh, actually we were talking about before the podcast, uh, there's a guy named Kyle Kalinsky who does a show called Secular Talk. And he relies very heavily on $1, 2 and $3 donations because he doesn't like the idea of taking money. So, and he has no tears. It's not like, oh, you get access to the show for $5. He's just like, just... If you want to donate money, please donate money. That would be helpful. I'm not locking away any content from my viewers. So I like that. I like that model. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that if I donate a dollar, then 2.9% of that is going towards Patreon. 35 cents is going towards Patreon, like that service fee. And then you get the other 70-some-odd cents that ends up going to Kyle Kalinsky. So it would really hurt people who had less big donations coming in. And that's where a lot of that outrage came from. Because right. a lot well, of people like like I donate to a couple Patreons, but I donate five and fifteen dollars respectively. I'm sure I'm sure probably most of Patreon donations are small scale. Yeah. And so the idea that the the creators are actually going to be winning in this method is probably not right. What, what I, we, I think we spoke about it a bit before, uh, at least Rowe and I did, is that Patreon actually doesn't make that much money. They make a profit, but they don't make enough of a profit, a profit, profit to make their stockholders happy. So this was a way of them t- trying to get more money out of people so that their stockholders would be happy. What were you going to say? Uh, I was actually just going to talk about the, the pricing structure, but honestly, you kind of nailed it better than I could have. It, it does sound like any kind of big change like that, especially to their marketing structure, probably would either be made to have them make more profit or have their investors make more profit. Both of which is going to only be done by probably screwing out the actual content creators on their site. I mean, if you think about it, they're, they're basically just a host, right? Like, yeah, go like, here, go here to find the hub of donations that you want to make. That's all, yeah, that's all they do. Exactly. And what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Oh, uh, there were actually a lot of people already. Like I was reading through Twitter and I follow a couple creators on Twitter. Not very many. Uh, do you know who Larry Bundy Jr. is? I do not. Oh, wait. Uh, you've retweeted him before. He's got like a 
uh, it, it kind of looks like Happy Harry did his avatar or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guru, Guru, Guru Larry is a good, uh, he's a good creator, and I like that he actually talks to the audience. Like, if you tweet him, he'll probably tweet you back, uh, which is pretty cool. And he, what he did uh, was he lost a lot of uh, patrons just because of this this new t- setup for their um for their donations it actually caused him to lose quite a bit of patrons which is part of the reason why patreon decided to not implement this controversial new fee structure because a lot of people were backing out from donating to people because they didn't want uh to pay the stupid 35 cent fee which is i mean honestly it's kind of silly because 35 cents isn't in the scheme of things, that much money, but apparently it pissed enough people off that they wanted to not donate. So, what do you think on this, uh, Connor? Do you uh, do you have a Patreon? I do not have a Patreon. I don't have any extra money that I can give to people. Uh, like I said before, I do no, know. No, I mean, who I mean, use... do do you get money from people through Patreon? No, I I barely get money from people that I work for. <laughs> that's that's true. Hey, you get alcohol though. I I have so much alcohol. I don't know what to do with it all. Sell it. Uh, you need like a license to do that. Oh right, yeah. Or at least in Illinois. I mean, like I'm Bassett certified, so I think I could sell liquor. But I don't have like a liquor license. I could just like actually be the physical manifestation of the sale. Oh, you know, I uh, I had to sign something saying I wouldn't sell a PlayStation Four. You wanna? Can I buy a PS4 off of you? No. So at oh, the good. at the Christmas party, uh, they, you got really drunk and made a fool of yourself. Hate no, I didn't. My my roommate or my uh, my friend who came with me did not my roommate. But no, they uh, they were raffling off a bunch of items, including three uh, giant TVs, which was really cool. Um, so they 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 raffled off two fifty five inch four K HDR TVs and a sixty five inch TV. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't uh, win those, but I did win a camo PS4, and that was really nice. Um, I thought you already had a PS4. I did, so I won a second one, and I gave my other one to my roommate. If you if you say Rick, oh, good, good. No, no, not Ricky. Screw Ricky. I'm not giving him a PS4. And I thought, I was like, oh, I could give my nephew a PS4 for uh, Christmas, and then I was like, I don't like him that much. <laughs> that's... that's- I, I recall when my two roommates, uh, back when I was at DePaul, uh, working at the game lab, we had a, a giveaway that was a PS4 one year. Yeah. My roommate won the giveaway like a week before he, ju- a week after he just purchased a PS4. Yeah. So he just gave it to my other roommate. Oh, that's nice of him. What? Yeah, that's what I did was I just gave my old PS4 because the new PS4 has a terabyte hard drive instead of 500 gigs, which is pretty cool. And, um,. Also at the Christmas party, I'm I'm we're we're done talking about Patreon. Also at the <laughs> Christmas party, um, it was kind of funny because I there was a girl that I used to have a huge crush on in high school. We used to talk all the time, uh, got along really well, but we never went out. And then she showed up and she's like, "I always dreamed about it, Nathan." No, no, it was worse. It was way worse because I I I came up and I was like, "Hey," uh, and I'll just. I'm choosing a r- random name because I'm not going to give out her real name. I was like, hey, Lindsay. 
And she's like, oh, hey, do I know who you are? And I was like, I'm just going to go over here and cry. If... <laughs> oh, I'm going to leave you alone forever now. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm just going to go cry in a corner. Uh, apparently, she's dating somebody that I work with. But oh, I was good. just like, that's good good for him because... Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go drown my sorrows in uh, I don't know filtered water because I don't drink. Um, so that was fun. Uh, so I won a PS4 and uh, uh, had my heart crushed. It was awesome. Anyway, moving on. I'm ha- I'm glad I'm happy you had a gay old time. It was it was fun. Uh, we also my friend uh, that came with me. He works at a retreading plant, like for tires. Mm-hmm. And he and he was talking to one of my coworkers, and he was wasted. He had nineteen drinks. It's a decent amount. It's a it's a pretty decent amount. And he's talking to one of my coworkers, and he's like, "You know what? I I feel intimidated because you guys are all working on a video game, and it's awesome and stuff. And I work at the the job that Forrest Gump's mom fucks the principal so that he would get out of having to work that job. She's like, my son ain't gonna be retreading truck tires. And and then she fucked the principal. And that's my life. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's sad, Chris. That's sad. Oh, don't, sh- don't, don't say names. That's not cool. His name's Chris. I have 17,000 friends named Chris. Well, now they know it's that one. It's one of them. You it's one it, of them. Nathan. I, it's I, all of them. It, it must be all of them. It's all of the Chris's work at a retreading at retreading truck tires. Okay. It, it's like a statistical phenomenon. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's move on and let's talk about Fox. Yeah, let's move on. Twenty first century Fox. Um, if you want to, if if you, do you know anything about twenty twenty first century Fox? I know that they were just purchased by Disney over the week. Yeah, they they're well, they're uh, they're getting acquired by Disney. It's still there's still a lot of legal loopholes yeah, they have right, to go right, through. Of course. Um, but what I found interesting, so let me let me see what it said. So obviously, iconic movies are owned by Fox, such as Star Wars, the original Star Wars films. And I think part of the reason they have never released the original Star Wars films like without the edited stuff was because 21st century Fox actually owns the original trilogy. So they don't own like the extended edition or the, um, whatever, the, the, like the, the enhanced the director's cut or whatever you call it. Yeah. The CGI mistake. Yeah. The mistakes. So they'll actually be able to possibly maybe potentially get the original trilogy released without all the edits. Which is really cool. Um, but they also aren't buying all of 21st Century Fox. Uh, yeah, I think specifically they wanted to keep the Fox News out of it. <laughs> exactly. They're like, we want to buy everything Fox has. And then they're like, hey, remember Fox News? We want to buy everything except for Fox News. Except for that one little uh, you know, train wreck of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can so, just keep that trash pile. Yeah, so... Uh, it says Fox News, FS1 Sports, and the Fox Broadcast Network are being retained by Fox, which I think the Fox Broadcast Network is just Fox, like the TV channel. Mm-hmm. So they're not buying that, but they're buying all the 
properties associated with 21st Century Fox, which also means they're buying the rights to make X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. So they'll actually be able to call them mutants instead of the enhanced. Of course, of course. They got uh, the X-Men. I think they got the, the new Deadpool, uh, the, the intellectual property the of one. Deadpool, uh, that is. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of other things. And Firefly. Firefly? That'd be great so, to see that come so, back. So that means... See, so that means Firefly is going to be possibly in the same universe as Star Wars. Yeah, that'll be that'll make a great episode eight. <laughs> yes. So did uh, did you see episode seven? By the way, I have not seen it yet. Neither have I. We won't spoil anything, mostly because neither have seen it. But I'm yeah. hearing a lot of mixed results. I I know. I've heard really good and really bad things. Also. Uh, weird thing, I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers. I did not realize that the Scarlet Witch in Avengers was played by one of the Olsen sisters. Really? I did not realize that, that until somebody mentioned it to me, and they're like, oh yeah, it's played by an Olsen twin. I'm like, no, it's not. I gotta, I gotta do a Google. She looks normal. Um, it's, apparently, it's the Olsen twin's little sister. Oh, so it's not one of the popular it's, ones. It's not. It's not one of the. It's not Gollum. It's not played by Gollum. <laughs> no, Elizabeth Olsen. Look at that. Yeah. So not Mary Kate or Ashley, but it's it's their little sister, and. Man, what a shadow! <laughs> I know. Uh, at least she looks normal. That's really. Well, mo- most importantly, they'll finally be able to have you know like, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. Is their dad Magneto? Magneto. Oh, I forgot his name. Yep. Sentence. Yep, Magneto is the father of uh, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch, and there's just a little bit of incest, just a little bit of just like, just a wee little bit, just like a hint, a hint of incest between the two, a smidge. You know, they had some mutated genes, and it's it's all fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine because they're mutants. So whatever, man. And it's he's really quick. Um, it, it, also, none of this exists. Let's get on with it. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything else to say about Disney buying Fox? No, did you? I mean. I, for one, am excited to see Dis- uh, Fox Sports like have Mickey Mouse replace that giant robot man. Maybe a Mickey Mouse robot man will be in our future. Well, the FS1 Sports oh. Channel isn't being brought over. Is You're right. Different? I might actually, it might even be different. I'm also thinking of NFL, which is probably their registered trademark. So, But, you know, the way NFL is going, I'm sure they'll be hitting the market here well, soon, well, too. Well, and also, um, Disney already owns ESPN. Really? Oh, yeah. well, they already had it. Yeah, so Disney owns everything. They do. It's it's becoming Shadowrun more and more each day. It, yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of excited about this just because of the the branding possibilities for, like, Star Wars and, and X-Men and stuff. But we'll also, finally get to see Bobby Hill in Kingdom Hearts. Yes, that's <laughs> – that would be so bad and hilarious. Hey, um, Sora. Yeah, they can they can bring in um you can you can make a Serenity gum, gummy ship in the next Kingdom Hearts game. It's going to so, be a wonderful future if you like Kingdom Hearts games, which I uh, don't. I I don't really care for them. You know what? There is a wonderful future ahead of us. And that future may be brought by AT&T. That was a bad segue. Um anyway, AT&T is working on getting high-speed internet through power lines. 
Yeah, this one looks really interesting. It really uh, does. Specifically, this looks interesting, I'm thinking, because we can now get internet like conveniently to places that are otherwise pretty inconvenient to get it to. Yeah. Uh, I.e., my step-grandfather lives in the mountains of Tennessee, and they yeah. have like no options if you want internet. It's just it's old people who decided that this mountain was theirs, and it's been that way since the 60s. Right, right, exactly. And... I'm looking at this and I'm thinking good things and bad things. I hate AT and T. I mm-hmm. really do. They're they're an awful company. They overcharge the prices, um, and they're they're exactly what Patreon was trying to become, which is just to make more money for their investors and stockholders, and not actually give service to the people that they they want they need to give service to. But this is some interesting technology if they are able to get it to work. I have. Zero idea how this would work, but from the looks of it, they would keep take the regular power line um, and they would just upgrade them with a little repeater that would then allow it to push through and convert the electrical signal to a data signal. And they think that they will be able to get up to one gigabyte, one gigabit internet through power lines, which is really cool. There's a video on it. Um, what you actually watched the video i did watch the video it the video doesn't describe much but it does give a nice visual of what's going on it looks like it's converting an electrical signal uh, much like you convert anything else into digital into uh, a streamable series of zeros and ones that you could then send verbatim at the speed of light over power lines each one gets a little bit of a pulse and you know when i say a little bit of a pulse i mean enough to hold a gig worth of bandwidth a second and it would hit each of these receivers that you would install on the power lines. Right. The receivers being adapted to send and receive that signal is able to continue shooting it down the path to wherever it needs to go. Yeah, and as it's, it says here, <clears throat> that obviously since the infrastructure is already in place throughout most of the United States, there would be no need to upgrade or like lay any new line down or anything like that. Obviously, if you lose power, you're not going to have internet, but... That's, you know, to be said anyway. Um, And it also says at the end, it says, best of all, trained engineers could install the antenna for in just a few minutes. So they could just climb up there, attach this, and it could start working really well. Realistically, if you're efficient enough, you don't even have to lower the bucket again. Yeah, exactly. Just jump, I guess. Thanks for laughing at my joke. It makes me feel good about myself. Dude, I hate you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty exciting. We're hopefully going to be seeing, you know, high-speed internet going place to place as long as you can tolerate AT&T. I, I, I can't. I really can't. Uh, also, I can't get AT&T where I'm at. Well, maybe I, they should put some adapters and some power lines and get their ass over to your region. Yes. Why didn't they think about that? They did not. So uh, it says AT&T is focused on delivering a gigabit per second speed everywhere we can with our wired and wireless technologies project. AirGig represents a key invention in our 5G evolution approach. Uh Uh-huh, that makes sense. Um, It doesn't say where trials might take place, but it did talk about expanding the current tests in the near future. These will be available... (laughs) or it will evaluate how the technology holds up during extreme weather conditions, such as snow, heavy rain, and high winds. So it appears to me that they're already working. This this technology that they have is already working. 
and they are just trying to tune it and make sure that it will work when weather conditions are bad. So hey, look at would you would you look at the time of the year? Yeah. So hopefully, maybe you'll see something like this in your region area. Do you, did you see that picture underneath the video? There's that picture of the antenna, and it's just held there by like zip ties. Yeah, it looks super professional. Yes, I'm going to imagine that the future version would look a little better than that. But I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, it's it just looks like a coaxial adapter. I'm not really sure what weather would do to damage this thing, unless like. You know, we're talking about weather eroding it, you know, rusting it up or something like that. Yeah. But it doesn't, I, I can't imagine this failing. If, if they're saying it only takes minutes to set up, it seems like they got a good hold on it. Right. Of course, maybe good. the minutes to set up also involves just zip tying the thing on there and hoping for the best. <laughs> I mean, I it. technically it takes us a couple minutes. If you really want to make sure it's secure, it takes us like an hour. But hey, you're in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. I don't know why I'm Southern. I don't. I get paid by the hour. Unless I'm salary, in which case, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's all the stories we have to talk about. We're we're lame this week. Yeah, I, I wonder where everyone else is. Well, Roa said he's doing family. So, yep. hi, Roa's family. Hi, Roa's family. Uh, Parallax Abstraction hates us. I, well, he's he's got his pupper, and I think he was trying to stream, but yeah. he was probably just spending time with his dog. And then Nick Lotus hates us. Oh, wait, right. no. She actually, well, she was spending time with her family because they were visiting where she lives and going to Hoover I, Dam. I don't understand why they didn't just, you know, get a laptop at the Hoover Dam and join us, yes. like the whole family on the podcast. There's got to be a lot of power there, right? I'm sure they could do it. Just, yeah. you know, ignore the sound of waterfall in the background. <laughs> it's pleasant. It's pleasant, deafening white noise. Yes. And who else do we have? Earl. Earl didn't say anything. Uh, Earl died. He doesn't exist anymore. He, oh, yeah, man. he didn't. He, he didn't die. He was exiled. Why, why was he exiled? I like Earl. I'm the only <laughs> person who owns the site. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. I, I enjoy conversations with him. He's a collector. And he's a stand-up gentleman for that matter. But you and? know, you, you piss off you piss off one eldritch god in the skies and suddenly oh. you're in the nth dimension. And and he has uh what was it, the frame meister. And he likes talking about his frame meister and how awesome his frame meister is. And how you don't have one. I don't because it's like two hundred bucks. That's that's if, a decent if, amount of money. If not more than two hundred dollars just for something that's a scaler. That's all it does is is you put in inputs and it scales it so that you can play it at higher resolutions with pixel perfect precision. Yeah, but you know if if you haven't used it before, you don't really know what it's like. It really does make a difference. I I but I have emulators. <laughs> I guess that would also work too if you don't want to spend <laughs> two hundred bucks on it. Yes, exactly. Anyway, thank you for being here this week, Connor. Yeah, someone had to show up. Yes, and th- thank you for doing that, because I'm not doing it by myself again. And I, Nathan Reitenspruth, uh, want to ask you, where can we find you online? You can find me at Twitter, at Reiten. Uh You no. can find me on YouTube, at Reiten. You can find me on Twitch, at Reiten. I don't know if Twitch uses an at sign, but just do it anyways, and you'll probably find me. Uh, you could find me in Oregon. I live in a town called... And, that, and then we could like pretend that you edited the podcast and blanked it out. 
No. Okay, so you can find Connor at cyberpunk underscore monk on Twitter. That's all yeah, he does. Yeah, like I said, Reeton. And you can find Nathan Reeton Spruth at Reeton at all those places. You can also go to my uh, website, reetonentertainment.com. And you can listen, if you want to listen to the podcast more and you haven't already subscribed, you can follow the links below to go to iTunes or Google Play uh, and follow Reeton Podcast on either one of those. And it will get downloaded to your mobile device or device of your choosing um, whenever you uh, whenever we get a new one, which is typically every week. But I think we're going to skip the next two weeks just because of holidays. I mean, um, I'm around. I don't have any family or anything. That's that's true. We do, may. Do you want to do? Do you want to do a podcast? We may do a podcast next week. Can oh, we do a Christmas special? Yes, uh, I will have to have to talk to Rootbeard King and see if I can get a Christmas version of the song. Totally, totally. Except uh, I'll tell you about something uh, later. But anyway, thank you for being here. I will see you next week, Connor. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. So I'll be watching the man.